So we've been walking through the book of Daniel and comparing Daniel's new normal to some of the things that we're going through today. And tonight we're going to get to chapter 12 of Daniel, just a couple of verses of chapter 12 to celebrate with Daniel our forever new normal. Here's a question for you tonight. How many of you have baby books at home or maybe you have them at school with you that your parents kept? A baby book? Raise your hand if you, if you know you have a baby book at home. Okay, a good number of you. If you know what a baby book does, at least it, it allows some explanation maybe to be there of maybe even the name that your parents picked for you as they thought about uh, your coming. Sometimes there's pictures uh, included in the baby book of maybe uh, the ultrasound that your mother had when she was getting ready to give birth to you and going in for her appointments. And then it records things like your first steps, maybe the first word that you spoke, right? And, and it's kind of a, a cool thing. I still have mine. I know it's hard to believe that they had baby books back in the Stone Ages, but, but they actually did. Um, and it's pretty cool every once in a while just to page through it and be like, oh, you know what? My parents kind of cared about me at least a little bit, right? That they would track all of these things and put pictures in them. Maybe some of you have videos now. Um, that's how old I was. There was no video cameras when I was a young lad. But, but maybe you have video records of, of your growing up. And, and what it does is it just reminds you that you belong. That you belong to a family. That somebody put together something so that they could remember what it was like to have you as a child and then growing up. Now, my purpose in, in mentioning baby books tonight was not to make those of you who didn't raise your hands feel like you missed out on something. Because in the end, I would guess that most of you with baby books have maybe looked at them a handful of times, right? But to remind you tonight that you have a membership in a much better family, a much greater family, a family in which God says to you, your name is written in his book of life. And your membership in that family has an eternal impact. That's what we're going to talk about tonight as Daniel lays out for us in chapter 12 in just a couple of verses some of the things that we have to look forward to in our futures. Let's take a look at Daniel chapter 12 verse 1. There Daniel writes, At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people will arise. There will be a time of distress such as has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. Last Wednesday, we covered the second half of chapter 6. And so maybe in your mind, you're thinking, well, what happened in chapter 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11, right? Well, I can tell you a little bit of what happened in those chapters. Daniel was given visions. And in those visions that Daniel saw, he, there were prophecies made. Prophecies about the future, not just for the people of Israel, but the future for, for all people. If you get a chance sometime, it's confusing a little bit. There's a lot of mental, or there's a lot of visual pictures. There's a lot of, of pictures of the end times that are sometimes difficult to understand. As a matter of fact, some of the pictures from Daniel end up being pictures in the book of Revelation as well. But, but here's, here's the thing that you'll see as you read through those verses. There are some difficult times ahead for God's people. There are some Tough, there's a tough future for us as God's people. The persecution that is part of our world is not going to lessen. It's not going to get easier as the end comes, but actually a little bit more difficult for us as God's people. But here's the good news. And I love how Daniel talks about this as he's laid out these prophecies and said, yeah, there might be some tough times ahead, but we don't have reason to panic or worry because God is going to send 
the great prince, he calls him, Michael. If you are familiar with that name, Michael is one of two, he's one of two angels that are mentioned by name in the Old and New Testament. Both Gabriel and Michael are found in the book of Daniel and then found in the New Testament as well. Michael in the Old Testament is called a prince or the great prince as he's called here. And in the New Testament, he's called an archangel. We might ask ourselves, well, well, who exactly is this Michael? That's been debated by Bible scholars for a long, long time. And in the end, there isn't really a great answer. All we know is that God has assigned him to be a special angel, an archangel, an angel that has some sort of power. And of course, that is greater than even other angels. And of course, not only does he have power, but he is a warrior. He is going to go to battle for us against Satan. The name Michael simply means who is like God. That's the angel that God is going to send to protect us in the midst of this distress, this time of distress. And then the comforting thing. Daniel says that for those of us who have our names written in the book of life, there is no worries. If you think about things that you've heard in scripture about books, there really are two books that are talked about when it comes to the end times. There is a book that I suppose we could call the book of deeds in which God can see everything that every person on earth has ever done, whether good or bad. That's a little bit frightening to think about that book, isn't it? Because as I look at my own life, I know what God's going to read when he reads through my book of deeds. And not all of it, as a matter of fact, quite a lot of it is going to be not very good. But then the Bible speaks about a second book, a book that we want our names written in. And that's the one that Daniel's talking about here, the book of life. The book that says you have status, you have purpose, you have standing before God because you are part of God's family and your name is written in that book of life. What that means for you and me is that we will have deliverance. Even in this time of distress, God is going to deliver us from all evil, rescue us from every evil attack, and bring us safely to his heavenly kingdom. There might be trouble ahead for God's people, but even more, there's triumph. There's victory that lies ahead. I want to read two more verses that demonstrate what that victory is all about. Verses 2 and 3 of chapter 12. Here's what Daniel says. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake. Some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. What Daniel's talking about is the resurrection of all people on the last day. He simply uses the word multitudes. I don't even know how to compute the math that would tell us how many people are going to rise from their graves on the last day. Billions. It's almost hard to fathom what's that, what that's going to look like, it isn't it, on the last day, that, that all of these people are going to come out of their graves? And while the Bible doesn't explain exactly what that's going to look like, it does certainly explain that there are two places, there are two results that are going to happen when people rise from the dead. Daniel says it quite simply. Those some will rise to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Sounds like a pretty big difference, doesn't it? The difference between heaven and hell, everlasting life and everlasting shame and contempt. And, and so we think to ourselves, well, 
how do we know that we're on the right track? How do we know that we're on the way to eternal life? Did you hear how Daniel defined that? Those who are wise. Wisdom, as God defines it, is fear of the Lord. Wisdom, as God defines it, is faith in what Jesus has done. And that's what God has given you. Faith to understand that though we cannot stand before God on our own, that there's no perfection in us, that, that if it were left to us and what's written in that book of deeds about me would not be enough. It's Jesus' perfection that covers all of those sins. And my faith in that perfection of Jesus means that as Daniel describes it, I'm going to shine like a star and so are you. We'll shine like stars in the heavens. What a beautiful picture, isn't it? That, that in heaven, we'll shine not with our own righteousness, but the righteousness that Jesus has given us. And the splendor that will be ours in heaven is more difficult to put into words than the Bible even can give us in many cases. To Timothy, the Apostle Paul wrote this, that from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. If you're concerned about which path you're on, if you're concerned about is it going to be eternal life or shame and everlasting contempt, God gives you the way to secure and strengthen your faith. It comes through hearing the message. It comes through doing what you're doing right now, listening to, to God's word, listening to the promise that God has given that through Jesus all of your sins are washed away. It's God's word that makes us wise for salvation so that we can shine like stars forever. So I think about that, it, it, it's a, a great comfort because as I live my life right now and as you live your life right now today, we don't know what's ahead for us. We don't even know what's ahead for us tomorrow. We certainly don't know what's ahead for us next week or next month or next year. We don't know when the new normal is actually going to be normal. We don't know when things will go back at least a little bit to what we once enjoyed, if ever. You don't know when our life in this world will end or when Jesus is coming again. But we do know this. That's great comfort. Today, we are one day closer to our eternity than we were yesterday. And tomorrow, we'll again be one day closer to our eternity. Every day that passes, you and I are one step closer to the forever new normal that Jesus has won for us and has prepared for us in heaven. What a great comfort. That what we experience in this life, the ups and downs, the highs and lows, the frustrations and difficulties, they aren't going to last forever because you and I have status. We have the status of being written, having our names written in that book of life. We have the status of God's own children, redeemed, purchased by the blood of Jesus. And that's what secures our future. It secures our future with our Lord forever in heaven through faith in the Savior and all that he has done for us. And there in heaven, we will experience in full a new normal where we'll shine forever. And that means you and I can shine right now. We can let our light shine knowing what our future holds, that we will have a place in heaven that's free from all the difficulties of this life. I want to read this description of heaven to you from Revelation chapter 7 to just give you a little bit of a snapshot as the Bible gives it to us of what heaven is going to be like and how different it is from our existence here. Here's what John saw in his revelation, in his vision in chapter 7. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst, 
The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat, for the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That's the new normal that you have to look forward to forever. Some takeaways from our message tonight. Number one, no troubles in this life, nor our death will have the final say in our lives. No matter what we face in this life, it cannot change what Jesus has already won. It can't change your status as a child of God and someone whose name is written in the book of life. Because of that, we know number two is true. We have a future, a forever new normal with the Lamb as our shepherd and every tear wiped away. It's almost impossible to imagine that, isn't it? Uh, an existence that has no worries, no anxieties, no sadness, no mourning, no death, because we'll be with the Lord forever. Names are kind of a big deal. And when somebody knows your name and can call you by name, it's a wonderful thing. I suppose if, if God kept baby books, you would all have one. God would have one for each one of you because he promises that he knows you by your name. Somebody once said this, and I thought it was a pretty good statement. They said, the devil knows your name, but he only wants to tell you about your sin. God knows your sin, but only wants to talk about your name. He only wants to call you by name. What a difference. God calls you and me, his own children, heirs of eternal life. Through the prophet Isaiah, he wrote this, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Your name is written in God's book, the book of life, and that will be your and my forever new normal with our Savior. Amen.